that has nothing to do with how you compare to your peers. All it has to do with is your level of contentment. How satisfied, how fulfilled, how content are you? How do you feel about that area of your life right now? Your wheel might look different tomorrow. You may have different numbers from week to week, day to day, and that's okay. We're just getting like a general, you're kind of like taking the pulse of how you feel about those areas right now. And then the great thing about this is you just get like a little snapshot in time now and you can go back and do this in a month, three months, six months, and you'll have a way to kind of track how your progress is flowing. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Oh High Self, where we nerd out on all things personal empowerment, self-development, lifestyle design, manifestation, and so much more. I'm your host, Sandra Possing, speaker, coach, entrepreneur, and fellow student in this game of life. My mission is to help you create an extraordinary life that you love. And today I'm going to introduce you to a tool, since we're all about practical tools up in here. And it's one that I use myself personally, and I use it with all of my new clients. But first a little GCI for you. So gratitude today and lately is I'm really appreciating humor. I've always been a fan of, I think most of us are like funny movies and funny shows and stuff. But lately my little outlet has been just like ridiculous memes on Instagram. I came back from a watch the other day and I just like went down a little mini rabbit hole for a second, was watching some reels and I was laughing so hysterically. I was like snotting and crying all over the place, just absolutely losing my mind. Because there's just some really clever, really funny people on Instagram. Oh my gosh. The humor that I love is like kind of silly humor too. It's like animals doing funny things or it's people who do really great impersonations or, you know, but I've been reposting some of them. So if you've been following along with my stories, you will know what I'm talking about. But I really, really appreciate humor. I think it's one of the great, great joys of life and we should make space for it. Those of us who need it, want it and appreciate it. That's my gratitude. My celebration is that lately I've been in student mode. I'm deep in the study of some new stuff that I'm learning and it feels so good to be like nerdy student mode. Chris is out of town last weekend and I spent the whole time just sitting on my couch with my blue blockers on studying online and it felt really, really good. I'm also really appreciating this community I'm in online. It's basically a personal finance type of community where everyone's goal is financial freedom and learning a lot of really helpful things in there and just being such a nerd about it. Super exciting. I'm also building something right now, which is still secret mode. So I'm not going to share what it is yet, but I'm very excited about it. So I'm just feeling super stimulated and intellectually like in it, in it, in the study mode right now. And it's super fun. Intention today is to be gentle with myself. I am in the luteal phase of my cycle and I, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for the ability to track my cycle. I use an app called MyFlow, which I highly recommend. And just the awareness of recognizing how different our emotions are, what our bodies are doing, what our hormones are doing, when we're in these four very different cycles. And I've learned after a couple of years of using this app that when I'm in the luteal phase, like that's when PMS happens. That's when I get super stuffy. It's when I get really crotchety. I'm like, sometimes I can go from just weepy and emotional and super dramatic to like completely fine the next minute. And the more I resist it, the worse it gets. And the more I just allow it, give myself permission and just impatient, loving and kind with myself, then the quicker it passes. But sometimes it, you know, persists for a while. And then I just have to go like kind of be like a sassy teenage rebel vibe for a while. And that really helps too. So I've been in that today and I'm giving myself lots of permission to just be there, be like sassy teenage rebel vibe and also just be gentle and be patient. Intention. Okay, so part one, let me first start by introducing this tool to you by telling you what the objective is. So the tool itself is called the Wheel of Life. If you are a coach or if you've done any coach training or if you've ever worked with a coach, 
you might be familiar with it. It's very like coaching 101, uh, very basic. And like so many things, some of the most basic things are the most powerful and simple and just like straightforward. So the objective of using this exercise is to get, at least in my mind, I think it can be used in a lot of different ways. But the way I was trained in it and the way that I use it is to help us help us be brutally honest with ourselves and assess where we are in every area of our life right now. So in a minute, I'll give you the opportunity, if you can, to actually sit down and draw the wheel and do the whole exercise, or you can you know, pause this and come back to it later. You can listen now and then go back and do the whole thing later. But the objective is to assess every area of your life and do so with non-judgment. So most of us are really good at judging ourselves. And as soon as we assess something, we like to make ourselves better than or worse than. If we assess something as being pretty good, then it, it might be a little ego boost and we get tempted to feel superior to other people. Or if we judge ourselves as being less than in some category, it's really tempting to go down a shame or guilt rabbit hole and feel bad that we're not as far along as we should be or that we're not doing as well as so-and-so. And the invitation and the encouragement, the challenge I think here is just allow yourself to notice, just observe, be honest, and then do your best to not judge where you are. Just notice where you are. Because the more that you can approach it with like kind of like a, in meditation, right? You're just being the neutral observer of your thoughts. You're not judging them. Here, you're just being the neutral observer of your assessment of where you are. You're not judging yourself as better than or less than or not far, on, far along enough or anything like that. So a couple notes there. This is a good exercise to help you see how the different areas of your life kind of stack up against each other and to notice themes and patterns and trends and just practice gaining more self-awareness about how you show up and how you've created your current reality. So really simple tool, really practical tool. I love it. What you'll need in a moment when we actually go through this exercise, if you'd like to sit down and do it, is a piece of paper and something to write on. FYI, there is, uh, you can do this digitally as well. There are places online where you can go in and you can just type in the numbers and it'll generate a visual for you. Totally fine if that's your thing. I really prefer to do this by hand because I know, I don't know the science behind it, but I know there are studies that like talk about the power of just actually using your hand and handwriting something out. I don't actually know what it does in the brain. If somebody actually knows, feel free to let me know. But so I would encourage you to get a piece of paper, get a pen and get ready to spend a few minutes actually drawing something out. So go ahead and pause this if you want to go get that together. Part two, here is how to do the exercise. So again, it's called the wheel of life. I originally learned this at the coach training school that I was trained at, which is called CTI, um, which stands for Coactive Training, the Coactive Training Institute. Back in my day, it was called the Coaches Training Institute. And they teach it there. I'm sure they teach it in other places too. If you've ever been to a Tony Robbins seminar, I remember when I went to UPW, which is Unleash the Power Within in 2018, which is like in a stadium with 12,000 other people and you have this workbook and there is a, a time during the seminar where you actually fill out a very similar version there too. So it's used in different contexts. You can do a wheel of life that's more specific to, let's say, leadership if you're in a corporate setting. The one that I'm going to walk you through is very general. So it's kind of like a general life wheel. So write wheel of life at the top and then draw a big old circle in the middle of the paper. And then you divide the paper into eight slices like you're slicing a pie. But you write along the outside of the wheel these different eight categories. These are in no particular order. And again, you can change this exercise, use it in a different way, change the categories if you want to. I'm just going to walk you through a kind of a general version. So around the outside of the circle, you write these categories. Number one, career. Number two, money. 
Number three, health. Number four, love and romance. Number five, family and friends. Number six, physical environment. Number seven, fun and recreation. And number eight, personal growth. And so what you'll be doing in a moment is you're going to give each of these categories a score between one and 10. It's kind of what you think, right? 10 means you are so proud of yourself. You're so stoked. You wake up in the morning and you can't believe this is your life. And you're like, "Ah, I can't wait to go do my career or whatever it is. One means you obviously have a lot of room for improvement in that area. So a couple of things to note before you actually fill this out. So you're going to go through each category. You're going to give it a score. The score that you're giving it has nothing to do, at least the way I teach it, has nothing to do with what anybody else would think. It has nothing to do with what your parents think you should be doing with your life. It has nothing to do with how you compare to your peers. All it has to do with is your level of contentment. How satisfied, how fulfilled, how content are you? How do you feel about that area of your life right now? Your wheel might look different tomorrow. You may have different numbers from week to week, day to day, and that's okay. We're just getting like a general, you're kind of like taking the pulse of how you feel about those areas right now. And then the great thing about this is you just get like a little snapshot in time now. You can go back and do this in a month, three months, six months, and you'll have a way to kind of track how your progress is flowing. But it also, it's helpful to keep in mind that it could change day to day, like depending on your mood or you know whatever's just happened recently. So we're just getting a general idea. You'll give it a score. So again, it's your level of satisfaction, not any sort of like actual measurement compared to anyone else. A couple of notes about the categories. When I say your health, I'm talking about like the big picture of your health. So your medical health, but also your nutrition, sleep, um, energy levels, hormones, like stress, anything that you would consider under the umbrella of health and wellness goes there. When I say money, I'm not talking about how much money you make, how much you save, what your net worth is, whether you're investing or not, how much debt you have, like none of that. What I'm talking about is your relationship with money, which for a lot of people, Having a relationship with money is kind of a new concept. And we're going to talk a lot more about that in the future because money is one of my favorite, favorite topics. It's like one of the most triggering and it's one of the ones that's like a gateway to all our other shit or to so much of our shit and so much of our conditioning and how we grew up and like all these things. But anyway, you're just rating, what is my relationship with money like right now? And for example, you could be a multimillionaire be quite comfortable, have all the things, have everything invested very smartly and stuff, but you might give it a really a low score because maybe your relationship with money is such that you just feel super guilty about it. Maybe you don't know who your real friends are because you think that everyone just wants to be near you because of your money, right? So there could be like a really tense relationship there. Maybe you don't feel much peace and calm around it, even though you have a lot. Or let's say you make a very low income but you're totally fine with it because you live super simply and you're actually kind of a minimalist and you you live off land, you grow most of your own food and you live in a very affordable place and you're really focused on other things and you're in a community where everyone helps out, right? So it's not about any sort of number about where you are. It's your relationship with where you are and how you think about it. And let me just tell you, I've worked with a lot of people in all different socioeconomic levels and most of the people I work with don't have a particularly healthy or a particularly empowering relationship with money. So most of us have some work to do in this category. So I've seen a lot of, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of these wheels of life over the years after a decade of doing this. And most of the numbers are low-ish or lower. And it doesn't matter how much people make or how much they have because most of us have some level of stress around it because of the culture we live in and all the conditioning and all that. So that's money. 
if a category, let's say family and friends, but if those are very different. So for example, like you feel super close to your friends and you'd give it a nine, but you have some like really strained relationships with family and you would give it a two, you can always just draw a line down the middle of that category and divide it into two categories. Or you can kind of average it out as like, hey, I'm like my people are, you know, five or six or whatever. Fun and recreation could mean things that you do with friends. It could mean travel and going on trips and hobbies. It could also mean things you do by yourself. So fun and recreation could be reading a book or doing a puzzle or you know, having alone time, whatever it is. Personal growth means your essentially your relationship with yourself. So just by listening to this podcast, hopefully your points have gone up. I always joke with my clients that just by signing up to do one-on-one coaching with me, their personal development category has gone up, their personal growth category. So that could be related to any personal practices you have and your, your spirituality. It could be like your self-care. Just how do you, you know, you walk around all day feeling how? Do you feel confident? Do you feel calm? Do you feel grounded? Or do you walk around hearing a lot of self-criticism? Do you have a lot of self-doubt, imposter syndrome, perfectionism, anxiety, depression, all those things? So like, where are you in your journey with your personal development? That would be that category. Physical environment means how do you feel about where you live? So the apartment, house, Whatever situation you live in, how do you feel about your actual home, your community, the city, the state, the country, wherever you live? How do you feel about the fact that you live there? And it could also be like, you know, you might love your neighborhood, but the decor in your house is just really not your style. It feels kind of outdated. So maybe it's a little bit lower. Let's see what else. I think that is most of them. Career, pretty self-explanatory. Love and romance doesn't have to do with do you have a partner, right? You could be single and it's a nine because you are like out there just dating and having an amazing time or single and you're not interested. It's amazing. You might be in a relationship and it's a very toxic relationship and you are stressed and you don't know how to get out and it's a huge source of anxiety and it might be a two, you know, so it's nothing to do with if you're partnered or not. It's like, how do you feel about your current love and relationship status? Okay, so that's the general idea. So you'll give each category a score. Once you give it a score, write the number next to the category. So let's say you have career, you give it like a five. So you write five next to the word career on the outside of the circle above like where the, the pizza pie crust would be. And then you're going to color in that ratio of the pie slice. So if you gave career a five, you're going to color in about 50% of the pie slice starting from the center. Once you do that, and you can pause this now and do that first, then come back once you have all of the numbers and you have all of the pie slices colored in. Now I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about it. So get ready to tackle that in a moment. Okay, so part three, you've done the exercise. Now what the heck do we do with this, right? So you have this diagram in front of you, you have this visual and you're looking at it and you're like, cool, <laughs> like I have a picture. What do, what do I care about? Here's the questions that I would love for you to consider. So again, if you're like out driving or walking, just think, think these through to yourself. Um, but I would really encourage you, if you're willing, to sit down and actually journal these out later. You can write out the questions. You can write it, draw out the diagram, do all the things. It is so powerful to actually go through the exercise and do it. So go through and look at these numbers and then think through these questions. So question number one is look at all of your highest scores. So let's say you've got, you know, you have a couple of like seven, eights or nines maybe and ask yourself, why are my high scores so high? One thing I love to do, as you know, is celebrate and be grateful and give ourselves credit because we're generally pretty shitty at doing that. We like have a win and then we rush off to the next thing because we think we're never good enough. We're always trying to prove ourselves. But you, if you look at your wheel and you have some high scores, like really pause and give yourself some credit. 
You know, it's like everything that is on here. Yes, of course, there's outside influences and there's other circumstances and people and places and world events and things. But at the end of the day, like you have created your life through the series of, you know, millions of micro decisions and reactions and responses and choices that you've had and made over the last however many years you've been alive. So like look at your wheel and give yourself credit for and celebrate and be grateful for those high numbers. And also looking at the high numbers, you can see it as proof that like, hey, you know, these areas that are high, like maybe I got lucky, but probably I, typically what I've seen with so many, so many of these wheels is the areas that are high tend to be the ones where we focused our attention, our intention, our energy, our love, right? So if you've been like really focused on your career and you're just hunkered down, you're doing the thing, you're super passionate about it, like maybe career and money are high because you've like, you've been putting in the work, you've been putting in the effort and you've improved and you've grown and you've expanded. But maybe you've noticed that like all the relationship categories and the fun and recreation category are pretty low because you just haven't prioritized it. I work with a lot of high achieving women in my practice. And I can't tell you the number of wheels I've seen where career and money are super high because they're these like badass professional women. They've just been crushing it in their careers. And they get to a place where they're like, wait a minute, like how many more promotions do I need when I, I don't have a partner and I really want one. I want to find my person. I kind of haven't like prioritized social stuff. So I don't really have like a group of friends that I like and my health has kind of been on the back burner. So I'm not feeling that well. I'm not really exercising and like, you know, all these other things fall by the wayside. So there's so much merit to looking at where have I put my time and energy and probably those are the higher ones. Not always but usually, and then giving yourself credit for what's high and just owning that, acknowledging it. And then of course, we're going to do the opposite. We're going to look at the low numbers and just get really honest about like, okay, so these, you know, ones and twos and threes or whatever's in the lower, lower area for you, lower tier, why are they so low? And again, this is where you get to work really hard to not judge yourself because it's so tempting to be like, well, you know, like, money's at a two because I've been an irresponsible jackass for the last 20 years and I have all this debt and I'm just spending unconsciously and I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I've done it. And oh my God, I'm never going to be able to buy a house and blah, blah, blah. Like it's not about that. And it, and yet it's so easy to fall into that. So if you start to fall into the shame spiral or the like self-flagellation, just do your best to pause, pull back, zoom out and just practice noticing and observing. And like maybe even get a little curious and then take like, radical fucking responsibility for it. You know, so many of the people I work with who where their money category to bring that up again is low. A lot of it is because they've gotten scared and they ignore it. You know, they look at it and they're like, or they don't look at it. Literally, they're like, I don't, I, I know I get by, but I don't look at my credit card statements. I don't look at my banking. It's too stressful. I'm scared to look at it. And I've heard that from people at all levels. But by looking at whatever numbers are low, and by choosing to not beat ourselves up about it, and by choosing instead to just notice, be neutral, and then start to get a little curious and then own the shit out of it. Like, okay, yes, my, you know, XYZ category, let's call it like my, my, my love and romance category is a two. And I'm not just going to sit here and be sad about it. And I'm not going to like rail against the world. What most people do, you know, where it's really tempting to just complain about the, um, the pandemic and be like, the apps are so awful. And there's, you know, there's no, there's no good men left. They're all taken. And, you know, it's too late for me. And like you come up with all of these amazing excuses that are really convincing, but that are completely disempowering. So instead, if you look at the category, you, you, you notice the low number, you own the shit out of it. And you're like, yes, it's a two. And that's okay. That's just the product of everything up until now. And right this moment, I have the opportunity to change it. I have the opportunity to take radical fucking responsibility 
and do something differently. Like if I notice that something is not the way I want it to be in my life, instead of whining about it, instead of complaining about it, instead of beating myself up, instead of having, you know, like have a little mini pity party if you need to, to move the energy and get the emotions out and then do something about it, decide to change it. Like we can change basically anything about our life if we're willing to actually commit and declare and do the work and change it. But most of us, you know, it's more comfortable to sit back and relax. I mean, sit back and complain, especially if like the, you know, misery and company thing, like if we like the typical thing would be, let's say like, you know, the high achieving woman is single, but spends most of her time complaining about the apps and how there's no good men left. And so she gets together with her girlfriends and they drink wine and they just whine about all of that, which can be really cathartic and funny, you know, in the beginning. But if that's what happens every Friday and none of them are doing anything to actually go out and meet their person, it's just so disempowering. So instead, like, let's look at those numbers, whatever numbers are low, own it, notice it, don't judge it. And just decide that if this is something that you actually want to change, you are the one that's going to have to decide to change it, not just sit around and hope that it will get better, you know? So that's the lowest ones. And then the middle ones kind of do the same thing. Look at whatever ones are like maybe four or five, six-ish. And just notice like, why are they these middle range? Like, why is career a five? Or why is my fun and recreation a six? Why is that? What did I do? What did I think and feel and do and say up until now to create this level of satisfaction in my life? just notice like right now we're just like taking taking stock so once you have asked yourselves those questions then another question could be actually do this question first i forgot to say it before but the first question i do like to do if we were circle back is to look at just the picture like without thinking about the numbers or what any of them mean look at just the picture and think like what are my initial observations about the visual so if using like the cheesy metaphor of a wheel, if I were in some sort of vehicle and this was the wheel or these were the wheels, what kind of a ride would this be? You know, it's cheesy, but it, it's, it makes sense. Like if it's, the numbers are all over the place, it's going to be a bumpy ride. At the same time, if all the numbers are a one, it's going to be a smooth ride, but it's not a ride they're going to be particularly excited about. So just notice those kinds of things. Notice the patterns like, oh, wow, like I get a lot of people where half of their wheel is really high and it's typically, you know, it'll be like career and money and you know, maybe health because they're like super hardcore high achievers where they work out really hard and they work really hard and they make lots of money and da, 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 da. But then all the other stuff is lacking. Their personal development is low. Their relationships are low. Their fun and recreation is low or whatever it might be. And so just notice the patterns, notice the themes, get really curious, be a detective, you know, be like, like a detective sol- solving a crime where you're looking at like, okay, all these clues, you see the picture and you're like, what can I deduce from just this visual? And make some notes on that. And then some other questions can be like, which of these categories are connected or correlated in some way? For example, if one category goes up, another one typically goes down. So that might be like, if money goes up, that means you're working super hard, which means you're out there having less fun. So maybe your fun and recreation and your family and friends category goes down because you just spend less time with your people. Or maybe if your health category goes up, everything else goes up. Like that's one for me. I know you, most of you probably know that I'm fitness freak and I love CrossFit and I love walking and yoga and all the things and dance and I like to move my body. And I know when I'm consistent with fitness, that makes me feel really healthy. And when I feel really healthy, everything else in my life is just like so much easier. If I neglect health or if I neglect neglect fitness specifically, everything else feels so much harder. Another one for me is personal growth. If I put time and energy and love and attention and effort effort into personal growth, everything else gets better because then I feel so inspired and like on purpose and lit up and aligned. If I neglect that, I get a little like swayed and caught up in the, the, the nonsense. 
So just notice which ones are related for you. How are they correlated? One goes up, one goes down, one goes up. They go, other ones go up. Like, what's the thing? Note that. Journal it out. Another set of questions you can ask yourself if you want to go even deeper is like for any category, let's say career is a five. And then you're like, cool, what would a seven look like? Sometimes, you know, if you want, if you're like, what, what would a 10 look like? That might be such a big jump that your brain is like, I don't even know. I can't even imagine a world where career is a 10 because I hate my job so much, but there's nothing else out there, blah, blah, blah. So just go up a couple points, you know, maybe more than one. One might be not satisfying enough. Or like if money is like a seven, fine good but like what would it what would an eight or nine like what would a 10 look like in money and then you start to really dig into like well what is it that actually makes a number high for me is it is it a particular achievement is it a milestone is it a feeling is it some like really intangible thing is it a tangible thing what do I actually want in that category I had a client this is many many years ago but we did this exercise and then he started every week he would sit down do the wheel again and then pull out like to-dos for every single category. And that was like his to-do list for the week, which I thought was really hardcore and awesome. And it worked really well. So those are some of the typical questions that you can start with. A lot of self-reflection. And then the next piece I'm going to give you is the action items from here. Okay, so the final piece is the homework, essentially. So you've done the diagram, you've done the reflecting, the journaling, or just walking around thinking about it, or maybe talking about it with a friend or a partner. I love to get you into action because that's where so much of the magic happens. We can think and we can soul search and we can do all this digging and that's wonderful. But if we don't actually integrate it into our life, into our bodies, into our nervous systems, into our actions, then it's not going to be as helpful, as empowering, and as effective as we want. So to really lock this in, my favorite place to start is by looking is to look for low hanging fruit. So like what are some actions that you can take that are in one of these categories or related to one of these categories that would move you forward? And ideally, like by low hanging fruit, I mean, what is something that's like so stupidly simple that it would be it would take very little effort, like you can just get it done. It's not a big deal. The point is to have it be easy so that you'll actually do it. And then once you do just that one little thing, then you're much more likely to do the next thing and the next thing. And then you start creating some momentum and then you get on a roll and then you feel satisfied. And then that gives you more clarity and it gives you more confidence. And it's just like, it's such an easy snowball from there, but you have to start somewhere. And it's really, I love like tricking myself into things that are easy. So just pick something that's really, really small. Or another way to think about it is pick something that has like the smallest like keep chunking it down into a smaller little bite until it's something that has very little to no energetic charge. Like if I'm a five in career and I'm like, okay, I need to change careers. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you know, like that's a really big ask and it, it might take forever and I don't know even what I'm looking for. So I'm not going to say change career as a, as a low hanging fruit, but I might say, okay, like what is, can I come up with a list of three people that I know in real life who seem to like their job? Okay, yes, I can I can set a timer. I can like rack my brain. I can look through LinkedIn. I can find three people that I can think of who seem to like their job. Like that is a low-hanging fruit. And once you've done that, then maybe you're like, oh, okay, well, now that I have these three people, I may as well reach out to them. And then that's your next step. And then next step, and next step, and next step. It could be something like, you know, if you have been um, neglecting your teeth during the pandemic and now that we're back in the world, it could be like make a dentist appointment. Or it could be, you know, I'm feeling kind of disconnected from my friend group. So I'm going to text these three people and just say, what's up? It could be something like, you know, my, my home is okay, but like I've realized I just want more plants around. Or I 
I just need to like mow the lawn or I would like to hang a painting or I just want to freshen up the paint or like some little thing that you can do that you can do, you know, in five minutes or in a day or you can take the next tiny baby step to start to make it happen. So the homework, should you choose to accept it, would be to look at your wheel and extract just a handful of low-hanging fruit. If they're really, really small, tiny, low-hanging fruit, do like five or 10 of them, who cares? If they're bigger ones, like, you know, do two or three. What I find after having done this with so many clients is that it, it just kicks off momentum. And then once we get started, we really get tempted to keep going because it's so satisfying just to do those little things. You know, it's a way of getting a quick win. And it's a way of starting the process of building self-trust. Like instead of sitting around passively and complaining about the parts of our life that we don't like and enumerating all the many, many reasons why, you know, dating sucks and the world's going to shit and like politics is terrible or terrible and all this stuff is happening instead of sitting around and complaining about it and just doom scrolling and feeling helpless and like, you know, wallowing in our own misery. Let's take radical responsibility for every piece of our lives. Let's be brutally honest about every side of every, every area of our lives and do it with non-judgment, do it with a like neutral observer mode. Just be curious, own it, and then decide what you want. Or if you don't know what you want, just what is the next tiny little baby step that will move you in a direction? You know, if you don't know what you're running toward or even walking toward, start with what are you walking away from? Now, if your family and friends situation is that you feel disconnected and you don't feel supported by your family, they don't understand you, they're caught up in a bunch of bold ways of thinking that you think are harmful, and and yet you're not doing anything to find new people and be around people that are healthier for you or safer for you or whatever it might be, that is a, a great opportunity to be like, okay, well, what do I want? I want people who are more blank. And then where do I find them? Hey, let me go to those places in real life or on the internet and, you know, ask around, how can I start process? Because we really are, we are, we are works in process. We are works in progress and we do best when we are in process and we allow ourselves to be in the process. So many of us, I think, struggle with this all or nothing thinking where we're like, you know, well, I can't, I can't change my job unless I have the next thing like perfectly figured out. And then we just get stuck and we get paralyzed and we do nothing. But it's amazing what happens when you just put one foot in front of the other and you just take the next tiny little baby step. You make it a little like, what is, what, what can I do today to move 1% closer to what I want or away from what I don't want? Or what is something that I could do that might create a little bit more energy in my body, like create some power in my body, which will make me feel more alive. You know, I have so many people working on a career and like, you know, figuring out what's next for them. And they're not doing anything that makes them feel alive. And so it's like, usually oftentimes one of my first homework assignments to people is like, what is something that you love doing that you haven't done in a while? And oftentimes it's something like painting or dancing. And I'm like, go dance, go take a dance class, go paint, go take a painting class, whatever it is, like something that reconnects you to your soul, something that makes you feel alive, something that the little baby step, just get the momentum going. It makes such a huge difference. So once you've done the exercise, either just mentally in your head or on a piece of paper, ideally, if you can, then put it away somewhere and then you can refer back to it and you can redo the exercise anytime. One way that I use it is I'll do like a kind of a quarterly or biannual check-in where I'll sit down and I'll write it out. Sometimes Chris and I sit down together with a glass of wine and each do our wheel and then we compare notes and we debrief it and we go through it and we ask each other questions like, how can I support you in doing this? I think we did that, I want to say New Year's this year, where we were like, you know, let's, let's talk about our visions for 2023. And we started out by doing each doing our wheel and we use that as a jumping off point to 
look at the different areas. And one of the things we decided on mutually this year is that like 2023 is about upgrading our lifestyle and making these incremental upgrades. So it's all about the tiny baby steps. Like what is a tiny tweak that I can do that you can do that we can do to move forward? And then how can we support each other? So also, I'm, I know I'm always encouraging you to like find a friend and text them your gratitude and, you know, share your dream life or whatever it might be. This is another one where you can do it with a friend, do it with a family member, do it with a partner. If you don't have anyone to share it with, like feel free to take a, a photo of it and send it to, to me. DM it to me. You can email me at hello at ohhighself.com. I would love to witness you and celebrate you. And yeah, it feels really, really good to be witnessed. So share it with someone or share it with me. So a quick recap, I shared my GCI for this week. I taught you about the Wheel of Life, which again, it's like a very like coachy tool, um, but it's one that works so well and it's so helpful. Oh, I forgot to mention, sometimes if I'm like laying in bed at night and I haven't fallen asleep yet, one of the ways that I get myself to fall asleep is I'll just mentally go through my wheel. I'll be like, okay, um, I feel like I'm at like a 7.5, like maybe an 8, you know? And then I'll be like, why? And then I'll think about like, what would an 8.5 look like? Or what would a 9 look like? And do I want to do anything towards that? Sometimes I'm perfectly satisfied. I'm like, it's an 8 and I'm cool with that. Like, I don't feel the, the desire to work on anything in that category because I'd rather focus on this other category right now. So you can use it as a tool anytime you want, including right as you're falling asleep, to check in, be honest, don't judge it, take responsibility, and then take some baby steps and move from there. So yeah, so we went over the wheel, taught you the exercise, I gave you some different questions that you can ask to reflect on this and get some self-awareness from it. And then I gave you the tip to pull out some low-hanging fruit and you can make that your homework this time or any other time that you want to use this exercise. So I hope that was helpful. That is like one of the most practical tools of the practical tool kit that we like over here. And I would love to hear if you end up using it. So definitely feel free to reach out and share what your experience was. Thank you so much as always for your ratings and your reviews and for sharing and posting. Um, I really appreciate it, especially when you take a screenshot and post it on the internet. Instagram is where I mostly hang out and tag me and just let me know if something was helpful, what resonated and feel free to share it with friends. And that's it for today. See you next time.